How's the podcast going? She doesn't know about the podcast. She doesn't know about the podcast? Yes. I'll get, I'll, yeah, I'll onboard her. <laughs> um, uh, welcome to Ahako Meets Humans, everybody. It's lovely to have you back. And we're here with special guest Oscar Keys. Clap, hey. clap, clap. Hey, Hello, Oscar. Everybody. <laughs> um, Oscar, about half an hour ago, uh, just dropped on me that he was from Timaru. Because mm. you know I'm from Timaru. I did but my research. I, yeah, what did he did your research on me? I like that, um, and it's really nice to have another Timaru person up here. A Timaruvian, yes, yeah. Um, because I was actually thinking about this today. Is that like a lot of because we're based in Auckland here on the podcast? Mm. A lot of the people on the podcast are Aucklanders or grew up in a city that had like culture. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Um, I, I had this thought today yeah. where I was like. Because sometimes I can get in like, not disagreements, but like I have a different view on some things. And I was mm. wondering like, is it because these people grew up in a place where all this actually worked? Mm. And I grew up in a place where it was like, there was nothing there. Yeah, and I think it's not even about whether or not, um, say like music or, oh no, maybe this is a massive diss. Oh well, uh, musical arts worked in Timur. It's just like, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it just wasn't. It wasn't there. Know? We had um, that covers band. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck. What was their What was their name? Like, Double Talk or something. They played at every school ball. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck. Yeah. What was can their I name? swear on the podcast? You can absolutely. Okay. They swear. taught me guitar. I think. Did they? Yeah. Sick. Paid them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. For a horse with no name. Yeah. Exactly. That's the classic. Probably just that song again and again. <laughs> um. Yeah. And that's I. I think about that all the time. If I'm like, because. I can be mildly, not critical, but a bit like contrarian and a bit like, I don't know if it works as well as everyone thinks it works. Mm. And I was thinking that maybe I think that because I know if I was still based in Timaru, that mm. like I wouldn't know how anything works. And <laughs> and if we do like, if the funding and like the structures for music and arts in New Zealand is supposed to be for New Zealand... Mm. Um, I don't think it's working very well it, if it only works for like people in cities. Yes, completely. And I think, um, you know, you see this also with like um, lineups for things or mm. yeah, just this complete um, Auckland centric view of things, especially with labels and things um, mm. with A&R of, of only finding things that are happening in in Auckland or, or Wellington or things like that. And, and to yeah. be fair, it must be really hard to avoid that. Completely. Because, you know, we all, it's, it's like a structural thing. It's not a person thing. Like mm. we have like, it's, it's a hard, it's going to congregate up here whether you want, want it to or not, you know? Yeah, I don't know how everything's to here. solve that problem really. I should say you are a filmmaker, a photographer. Is that too, is that too much? Is that too, too big of a word for you? How do you, you had a, you had a face off it, when I said filmmaker. I always, yeah. I what know. are you? Let, oh, okay, man. Oscar, what are you then? That's something that you, before you asked me whether there's anything that um, we can't talk about. Yeah. I should have said not to ask me what I do. Yeah. Because I always get this question and I never know how to answer it. it and I always get really frazzled. Okay, here's, here's the thing that helps me in mm. this situation. If your grandparents were asking what you did, like how, what do you explain to your grandparents what you do? It seems like such a ridiculous job that <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's so hard to explain. It, well, it is I, ridiculous. I, I make music videos and I um, make visual content for um, the music industry in New Zealand. I mean, that's sick. Yeah. Everyone who listens to this <laughs> podcast will understand. <laughs> yeah, they will. Um, but I wouldn't call myself a filmmaker, I don't think. 
Um, right. I think that's a totally different kettle of fish, perhaps. You, okay, interesting. So you mm. view them as like different formats or different mediums or? Yeah, I think, well, I just think it's a different set of skills, um, potentially. I think there is crossover in, um, in making music videos and making like short films or something like that. Um, yeah, but the, the the role of director is definitely different, I think. Right. Um, I call myself a director. Sick. Maybe not a filmmaker. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. I like to, I mean, I think like directors get a good, like a. it's one of the rare art roles that I think gets the appropriate amount of respect. <laughs> Do you know I what think I mean? it gets way too much respect. You think actually. it is? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why is that? Why? <laughs> because it's um, it's it's such a, a vague role, I yeah. think, really, when it, when it comes down to it, I think um, it's very hard to put that role into a box and it relies on the work of so many other people within um, a team, yeah. like assistant directors or, you know, you're not, as a director, you're often not even shooting the thing. It's like <laughs> someone else is actually pushing the button on the camera. <laughs> so it's like you're just kind of standing there and being like, yes, do this, do that. Not really. But um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it gets too much credit. I think um, it should often be viewed... Um, as a totally collaborative art form. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It is entirely far more collaborative than the music itself usually is. Yeah, but even with music, I mean, that's often a collaboration that people like producers, you know, get less credit than perhaps they should or... Definitely. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but like you do get... I mean, I can sit around and I can... Like I've got music... Uh, Plug to myself, I've got music that just came out on streaming. Mm, uh, I was listening to it. Oh. It's really good. Thank you. Um, I didn't pay you to say that, did mm -hmm. I? No, yeah. What, um, <laughs> oh, can I, um, what's the what's the Digitech? Oh, that is, it's a sampler. Mm. So you put, it doesn't create any sounds, but you put sounds into it. Did you make it or is it a no, thing? No, it's like a very expensive Swedish right. boutique machine. I'm really showing my... Um, no, it's it, I, I it's, it's very um, esoteric, mm. and it took like six months to it, to figure out even like how to do anything with it. Wow! Um, but yeah, what I say is that um, I can sit at home. My shit I've just finished. I like I started with a blank project on Ableton and made it all the way through to mixing and mastering and did it all myself without having to speak or change with anyone. That's an option. I can't like musicians can collaborate with people. But you can. There's also the back back road of like I can just do this on my own as mm. well as I want. But like I feel like in 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 your world, there's kind of no way that you could really actually if you were like fuck all these people. Mm. And I, I kind of think that <laughs> that makes for a probably makes for like a healthier art scene because you are actually forced to collaborate no matter what your personality type is, no matter what yeah. your thing is. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I think luckily for me, collaboration is really at the heart of what. I like about it so yeah. it would be awful if it was the case that I could just do it all on my own because um, I love you know um, yeah sorry I don't know where I was going with that but, but the, um, the, the vision is mostly yours right like I, I remember talking to Sophie which is mm. how I think the first music video I saw of yours was the Misconceptions one mm. um, which I immediately showed Silas and everyone oh, downstairs thanks, but um, like that your your role is kind of the vision behind it right yeah, so there is, uh, that's why I think earlier it was like um, the director role is so vague. Mm. And sometimes it is creative directing. Um, sometimes it's like conceptualizing an entire 
um, brand or image or you know aesthetic or sometimes it's actually just turning up and yeah like making sure that everything's going okay um, but yeah. yeah there is a lot of that that sort of vision um, and that's the part that I enjoy is that sort of um, creative ideation I think around that yeah are you more into the start of a project than finishing definitely <laughs> I think that's like such a, a problem with me is never wanting to finish things I could tell you it's a very common problem with yeah. most creatives yeah completely um, but going also going back to what you're saying about the the doing it yourself thing I think you could do it yourself you could do a music video yourself or you could do a short film yourself but it would take way longer and it would be more shit yeah. you know I think that's the the, the joyous thing about working with other people is you actually like learning. I think that was a massive thing for me is learning to, um, yeah, what's the word? Like delegate was um, such a massive, massive beneficial thing. Did you have like a, a a point where you were like doing too much and burning out, and you had to learn that lesson, or was this like something you just naturally picked up? Yeah, no, I think it was definitely um, burnout. But I'm always, like, I'm still burning out. I don't know. Yeah. I am just, burnout. Yeah. But then I also hate saying that because I think everyone is just in a, in a state of being perpetually busy at the moment. Like, I don't think I'm more busy than anyone else. You know, I think everyone's, yeah, everyone's it's, feeling pretty hectic at the it's moment. It's kind of like the forced function of our cr uh, creative industry, really. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, that's interesting because I know that a lot of the discussion is like, oh, Musicians have to work a lot harder because the, the, there's expectations that we need to be releasing quicker and faster and all these things. Mm. Lots of people talk about that and like the cost of that. But then you think about it like if everyone who works with the musicians to make all that stuff must also have to be like creating more and doing more and more and more as well. Like do you get that sense? Yeah, I think there's also um, in relation to that there's been this massive shift that we're seeing now with, um, especially with social media and things where maybe when when things were released on vinyl or whatever, you had one cover photo and you had mm. like one music video maybe and you had a selection of press shots for the thing. But now it's completely different. You have, you know, you have to keep pushing out content. Yeah. Um, well, maybe you don't. Maybe that's just a lie. But um, it's what my job relies on. So I hope that's not a lie. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think... People are just having to do so much more across the board. I think you're right. It's that consumption thing. Yeah. They're like we're just driving. It's all about, not, not, you know, not only is there definitely more consumption, but mm. there's like you need to focus on the fact there's more consumption. So mm. like everything you do needs to feed the consumption, which yeah. is like a definite huge narrative in the arts. I Absolutely. Think. And also hand in hand with that is that every – thing that gets consumed um, takes people's attention spans for a much shorter time than I think it might have um, yeah. done in the past. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. Because you spend so much time on, say, like a song or an album or a music video, and then you put it out and it's like, oh, that's done. And the lifespan of that thing is, is extremely short, it feels. Yeah, I did want to mm -hmm. ask you, like, how do you feel about the medium of a music video in this kind of age? I'm really glad you asked that question. Yeah. Um, I think it's like progressively less and less relevant, potentially. Um, I think it's for a number of reasons. I think, um, 
you know, we don't have um, a format like MTV or C4 or Juice TV um, anymore that, um, you know, you need a music video to be shown on. Mm. We have YouTube, um, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Spotify, which is now allowing those canvas things. So talking about other types of content that I think are more relevant is that um, short form, you know, canvases or things like that. I think music videos are, are, are wonderful, joyous things to make. And I think yeah. we should still make them, but I don't think they serve the same purpose as, as what they used to. Because of a lack of like place to put them? I think so, yeah. I think that's a massive problem, um, especially in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, like I think the only place that you really put them at the moment is, is YouTube, right? And I, yeah, exactly. And I think that the big problem with YouTube, or like, say like we have music funding with, for the videos, mm. is that YouTube is essentially like a whole bunch of silos, really. Like you, you fund a Lavina video and it's used <laughs> nice as pronunciation. a- What's that? Great pronunciation. I had to learn it. This is a whole saga across the podcast. It's me having to learn how to speak. Me and you both. (laughs) Shout out, Sophie. Yeah, Um, shout out. Like, the music video is going to serve two purposes for her. It's going to serve one for, like, the people who already know her and follow her on YouTube Mm. are going to see it and have another way to enjoy the music video. And it's also, a we assume, like, a good way, a good thing to put in front of new people to get them on board with the whole Lavina thing. Yes. And I like that. Um, but you've got... The, 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 the music is from... like The funding's from New Zealand for New Zealand artists. I don't really know why we'd, we would be funding individual silos that ha- have almost no way... Like, if we fund Lavina, the people who go watch the Lavina video, how many other New- funded by New Zealand on-air videos are they also going to watch? Yeah, you could, YouTube's algorithms don't work like that. Exactly. And also that they tend to send you down the same, I don't know, maybe this is just my algorithm, but they tend to send me down the same loop of artists again and again and again. And even though I've watched, you know, like a Tame Impala video 30 times or whatever, yeah. they have great videos, by the way. Um, it'll still recommend me that thing yeah. rather than sending me to, you know, uh, as completely different artists they haven't listened to, and so I think that's a problem. Yeah, and that's why I've always wondered, like, uh, if you're gonna, if we're gonna say, like, okay, we want to fund visual content for New Zealand musicians because that's really important. I, I, I've always been like, well, why don't we fund the platform? This is exactly the conversations that I've been having with people recently. Really? Yeah, and so it's really wonderful. To, who do you talk to these kinds, this kind of thing to? Well, we've recently just finished a music video. Um, or finish shooting a music video for Church and AP. Shout out Church and AP. Shout out YKK, Church and AP. Flowers for them. Yeah. Everyone, they're just so wonderful. Um, and uh, and we've had wonderful conversations about this and with their manager Manu from 45 RPM um, around the fact that, as you say, there, there needs to be that other approach of actually funding where it goes, the platform. Um, because... I think New Zealand on the air fund these things because they want to see um, a return on investment, right? Which in their return on investment looks like views. But if they're getting 2,000 views for you know 90% of the videos that they fund, then clearly something's wrong. And I don't actually think that it's the quality of the videos. I think it's the, yeah. it's the um, 
scope of the audience or like the scope of how many people can actually see that. Um, and so having um, a platform that was akin to C4 or Juice TV for the modern sort of era, yeah. I think would be wonderful and I think that would solve so many problems. So if anyone wants to make that a thing, if, if New Zealand and want to make that a thing, um, you know, let's do it. That's, I think that would be so much fun. Bring back C4. What about um, the TVNZ On Demand platform? Like, why can't that be retold to have a culture and music section? Completely. I mean, yeah, what, how do TV channels work now? <laughs> Can you, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they know. Does anyone know the answer Like, to that? on demand, does it, does it have limit, limitless channels? Can you, I guess it's not channels anymore. It's all data. But, but that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a website, yeah. web player. So Do people actually watch that in mass? Well, I... I don't. I haven't seen any stats, and I'm, I don't work for them. But I will say that uh, you, they've started doing or like giving a platform to short films or short mm. series. <clears throat> I know there was one with a guy called Danu in it, and it was about Papakura, I think maybe. Um, but yeah, and I've heard people talking to people have talked to me about watching those, mm. like watching New Zealand content that actually has a place to, to be on. They might not have huge budgets, but you can put it here and people yeah. will watch it. Um, and so that uh, seems like some kind of relevancy. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure it's relevant. So if there's a little bit of that, then that's that's my thing. Like, why can't, like you said, like, what is it? It's not, it's it's a, it's a not the same as a TV channel because it's you don't have to watch the thing and then, wait for the thing to come after the thing it's it's like you've got it's uh it's parallel you've got all of them at once totally and i don't know why we can't like yeah have the same th that we already have that like tv tv and z on demand already exists new zealand on air already exists we're already making the things like completely oh uh, yeah uh, it seems like such a i'm sure it's it's harder than um you know, just the shit that we're talking on no, two couches. Not. But surely not, Oscar. I mean, we've solved it. If only they just listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be so keen to make something like that. I think it's so funny how many conversations have been had about this recently. Um, and I heard in like in the um, grapevine somewhere that Juice TV is like coming back in some I've form. I've heard that as well. Yeah. And that would be really cool. It would be awesome. And... Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means that Juice TV is coming back. But it, it, it seems like a really necessary thing. And again, to, to just like drive that point home. I think it's all about the algorithm. I think it's just being able to serve New Zealand music, um, you know, 24-7. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And we're not going to – like there's not much chance of us impacting the YouTube's algorithmic um, priorities ourselves. You know, from where it is, uh, at least right no. now. No. Which kind of makes me think, well, the platform's the thing we're missing. Um, that makes me, and, and I, the other one I keep thinking about is the, the proposed, still hasn't appeared, RNZ Youth Channel. Which, uh, I thought that got canned. Well, apparently it's, it's on hold because of COVID. Mm. Um, which they had it, a lot of backlash to that, though. Yes. Shout out Helen Clark. Oh, what, what happened there? Well, she was um, famously against the, can the canning of um, Concert FM. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, Concert FM was great. It still cool. is great. Yeah, it's still so, sorry. Yeah, still great. And I think I, I, think I heard another, uh, another theory that like the, 
announcement of that was because RNZ kind of assumed that there would be kickback and they would be able to just get more money from the government and have both. <laughs> like this was a big thing to just get more money. Mm. Um, but f- anyway, for whatever reason, mm. it hasn't turned up. But I've always thought like, I don't know, do you use Spotify or do you use Apple Music? Or? I use Spotify, yeah. Sorry, I know. Yeah, sweet dude. Um, no, no, no. Uh, Leaping Tiger was on here and convinced me to use um, Apple yeah. Music. I actually, I've just now. started using Tidal as well, which oh, sounds sorry. really great, but I can't afford that shit. It's <laughs> no. crazy. But um, Apple Music has like a good integration with like video and radio. In mm. a, like there's a lot of cool stuff with there. And I've always thought like, well, if you're building a new channel from scratch in 2021, um, it would make sense to make it multimedia. And I mm. think like it would be a really great opportunity for everyone in a government-owned like platform to be like, okay, cool, we're gonna it's gonna be youth-focused. The youth are into like um, watching a lot of shit, but they don't watch it on TV; they watch it here. Mm. Let, what, let's just make let's just do all the normal radio stuff, but make have a visual element to all of it, and have a platform that we can put other visual shit yeah. on as well. That's Completely. New Zealand focused. Totally. Again, sounds really easy when we say it out loud, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it's just about getting backing. It's about getting enough people on board with us, hey? Yeah, I, of course. I mean, I've also heard talk. There's lots There's lots in the grapevine, man. But, but okay, um, yeah. And isn't it sad? This is my other big thing why I actually started this podcast. Yes. Is what is talk on the grapevine worth if it's not being out loud uh, yeah, for people to yeah. actually hear? Do you know what totally. I mean? Like, At some point, it has, someone's going to have to be said out loud publicly for people to, to actually get on board. Well, I'm going to say this out loud. Okay. Apparently, no, see, this might be bullshit. I don't even know. I don't even remember where I got this information from. I might have just made it up. I love it. Apparently, Spotify are going to introduce like a third way of viewing or listening to music on their platform. So that at the moment, they've got like two ways. Viewing slash listening, I guess is the right way to put it. So one, you can see the album or the single cover. Yep. And two, you can see the canvas. Yep. And then three... The new one, supposedly, mm-hmm. is that you can see the music video Oh, on the side. Very cool. So that's more integration. That could be, and I think like that could be really good for music videos. Absolutely. Because I would watch a few of them. I'd like, I would at least watch it once. <laughs> yeah. Do you know totally. what I mean? I think, yeah. Yeah, because often like I really want to see music videos for the song. Like if I'm listening to it on Spotify, I don't know if you do this, maybe it's just me. No, I feel like other people do this. And then you want, you're like, I love this song. I want to see the music video. But then it, you have to actually go, this is so like um, Gen Z of me, but then you you have to go out of the app and then you have to click on through another yes. app. Yeah, it's hard. And then you have to <laughs> watch that. And then you have to go back to the Spotify. It hurts my thumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I feel you. Yeah. So it might be, yeah, that's kind of cool. But I might have just made it up. So. Yeah. Hey, well, so Spotify. We Dan- yeah, exactly. Daniel Ick, we know you. We know you're listening to this. There you go. Free idea. Here we go. Just put some Oscar keys credit <laughs> in the back. Um, do you? I mean, like, do you view like should we be making? Should we be funding TikToks for New Zealand music? I don't know if TikToks need funding. I think what's always been exciting about that platform is. Um, sorry, I'm sure. I'm sure you meant that in a different way. But no, like, no. Um, I'm sure. Oh, fuck. Uh, I think what's interesting about TikTok is that it's always felt um, so organic or natural. Mm-hmm. And like at the start, I think it's kind of become a little bit more muddied now. But at the start, I think it was really hard for brands to be um, engaged in TikTok because it it had that um, sort of natural feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't think we should be funding TikToks. Yeah. But we should be funding more short form stuff or, or different things than the music videos. And I think um, to New Zealanders' credit, like their funding allows for other things to be done with that, with that um, single funding than, than just a music video, right? Yeah, they have now, which is <coughs> a great change. Yeah. Um, and I think like one of those things, for instance, is like live videos, you know, um, especially yeah. in a COVID thing um, that we're living in uh, at the time of recording. Uh, is yeah, live videos are just like such a beneficial thing um, for people to be able to see when they can't actually go to live gigs. I'm a huge live. I, I yeah, prefer watching live videos. Yeah, yeah. And it's really sad that it, not that we don't have any, have any, but like that we don't have our own like KEXP. Yes, because I you know <laughs> completely. I grew up with like takeaway shows. Yep. And the blog, the tech, and like KEXP yeah. and all these things. That bon like, here. The blogger tech thing. Man, that was like that was one of my earliest like memories on YouTube, I think, was watching like the Grizzly Bear and the Bon the Bon Iver and the yeah. Arcade Fire, the Blogger Tech. Yeah. And like um I think one of the first time I got stoned uh <laughs> was with Richard um from the band Males, who right. two cartoons used to play with a lot, who are actually playing up here really soon. Um and he showed me the, the the Phoenix one where um, it was like later on a way way more production value and it's like them finishing a gig and then flying to Versailles but the first song is them on the plane and That's he's so cool. he's singing into the um like uh, the uh, the phone yeah 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 phone yeah. speaker and the and as they wander so as the camera wanders down the carriage the sound mix changes so they get quieter and the plane mm. noises get louder mm. and you can, but you can still hear the voice cause it's over the, the carriage speaker. It's fucking crazy. I man. think that's oh. awesome. I think like both, both versions of um, the blocker tech should exist. You know, that really raw natural live thing. And then these more produced things. Cause I think we're definitely seeing more of that, um, of the latter mm. now, like uh, all the MTV live performances this year. Um, was that what they were called? MTV? No, what the fuck was it called? The, those awards. The Grammys? The, no. Maybe the Grammys or like the, I don't know. They're all, all of the, the awards. Same. Yeah, all of the awards shows though. Yeah. Like uh, heaps of really massively produced live stuff. Like the weekends thing on top of that skyscraper. And the, and the late night shows are doing that now yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, yeah, shout out to all the New Zealand artists that have been on those. Like Benny, that was really cool. Charlotte yeah. Evans did some amazing directing on that. Dope. She's, yeah, she's the goat. And like Pointon Studios where we are right now, yeah. um, we've done, I, I did a live video with them here, like a one-shot one, and they do a bunch of stuff here as well. Like, I agree, like mm. the live video stuff, it is happening in pockets and people are doing like really good work. Yeah. Maybe it's a whole nother, it's that platform thing. It's like the, it's the like having a, a central place to point the New Zealand public to be like, you can go here and mm. kind of see some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh man, speaking of platforms and like live things, this is kind of, this is maybe off the visual. No, it's not. Anyway, um, I got new headphones recently. They're really good. Very cool. And they came, they're Sony ones. There's big flex. Yeah. <laughs> Those Sony ones, they're noise cancelling. They're really nice. But they come with a free subscription to a thing that they call like 360 audio or something, which is basically like, um, uh, you know, spatial Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, what's the right word for that? I think spatial yeah, audio, audio, audio is fine. Yeah. yeah um, 
And then they, they point you to like a few platforms that allow that and Tidal's one of them. Wow. So you get this really cool sort of, yeah, special Big audio. Image, yeah. Like that, um, I, I feel like the first first um, one of these uh, videos that were like audio things that I encountered was like way back in the day. You've probably seen it. Everyone's probably seen it. The barbershop thing. No. You, you haven't seen this? No, I haven't seen oh, that. Man. What is it? I have to link this to you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Everyone, I, I think. Like, we'll put it in the yeah. show notes, everybody. Yeah, there's like this barbershop thing and you put the headphones on and you close your eyes and, you, and the the audio is so like directional and spatial that you that you feel like you're in this barbershop and they start cutting your hair and you like get shivers and shit. And, it's, and they put like a bag over Holy your Holy crap. Really cool. Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, so there's another platform that allows 360 audio. Yeah. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's um, it's for um, like real uh, like sorry. Let me reset that. It's for live shows, um, and so you can listen to these live shows in special audio um, quality. So you feel wow. like you're at these live shows yeah. um, themselves, which is so epic. And they must have just placed mics all around the crowd and around the stage and stuff. But it's it's just amazing. I think like. That combined with more live, um, you know, visual content would just be amazing. Yeah. Well, that that makes me feel more confident about my theory mm. that eventually they'll, if they're not already, they'll start archiving, um, three sixty archiving gigs and festivals, because in the future we will probably have like home VR mm. and hi-fi setups that essentially like the spatial yeah. audio will happen. VR goggles on, you'll feel like you're at yeah. Coachella 2020. Yeah. Which didn't happen. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Completely. And like, because who wouldn't want to go back and see like, oh, the Beatles play here and like you, and you, it can sound like a gig, Completely. but you're at, still at home and comfortable and all that shit. Like, I, th I, th I just don't see how that isn't going to happen. I think that's such an exciting step. This is such a, um, a tangent as well. But I reckon that's the next step for like Google Earth as well. Oh, yeah. Is, um, you know, um, like LiDAR point mapping the entire world and so you can then walk through it in, in VR. That's going to be the next step. We don't even have to travel. No. Because there's this whole thing where I, we might be at the end of mass international travel. You think indefinitely? Eve, not just, not because of the pandemic, but like the idea that like Fuel's going to get more expensive, travel's going to get more expensive, mm. and technology at home is going to get more intense. Mm. And countries tend to are seemingly becoming less globalized, weirdly. Sure. And it's and people just like putting all those together and be like, it might, we might, we might have already hit the peak of the amount of people who are mass traveling. That's it. Yeah. I mean, not that it will go away. No. I really hope not. Yeah, you're, are a you a big traveler? I, I, yeah, I love traveling. Yeah. But um, I think there's so many things that you'll never be able to recreate. Like, I guess you can. But like... Some black mirror food, shit now. Yeah, I know. I, there's something, uh, maybe I'm like a Luddite in saying this, you know? <laughs> but like, I want to eat real food. You're just a sweet man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> change tact a little bit. I yeah. do... Cause you're from Timaru. Mm, I am. Um, fuck you, Miss Taylor. Yeah, fuck Miss Taylor. <laughs> there's there's three people who listen to this podcast who will get that. Um, it was our high school musical teacher, Timaru Boys High. She blackmailed me um, 
uh, to joining the barbershop uh, just so I could be in Smoke Free Rock West. Great. Yeah. Great from her. Um, <laughs> uh, but you, you've arrived at a place where you are like very embedded in culture and arts and, and all of these things. But it's like we said, it's not really um, something easily accessible in Timaru. So like... I can't believe we're talking about Timaru right now. I love this it. This is crazy. I love it. Um, this podcast is, again, for three people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's really interesting. Like maybe a lot of rural artists might, might get this. But I just kind of want to know like where did you start getting like access or interest to like culture and arts? Was it, was it in Timaru or was, did this come like after you left? Like how, what is that story for you? Um, my dad's girlfriend at the time was a photographer. Right. And I was about sort of 14, 15 and um, really took an interest in sort of her career and what she was doing. Um, and so I started taking photos on my phone for two years and just doing nothing with them, editing them and really loved it. And then found Instagram and started uploading those and like no one was looking at them. Um, and then I found hashtags and I kind of like figured out the system. And then there was that like instant reward of like, oh, people are looking at this shit and like this is a, mm. yeah, crazy thing. Um, and at the same time, um, or yeah, then, sorry, then ended up getting uh, like a shitty DSLR camera after like two years of taking photos on my phone, which is like such a different world. Yeah. Um, and ended up having a solo exhibition at the Agentai Art Gallery, which is like, really? a, like, a, like a art gallery in, in Timaru, <laughs> which is really funny. Yes, yeah. It was a weird thing. Um, but oh, yeah, shout out to Agentai Art Gallery because they were really, yeah, I think that's the one thing that I've got to say in Timaru was actually really amazing was the art gallery there. Um, yeah, so supportive. Um, anyway, then uh, the, ah, oh, fuck. Sorry, this is such a rambling story. Um, I went to my first gig when I was 17, 16, 17, something like that. Hosier in Auckland. Oh, right. And I emailed his manager like a few months before they were playing and um, was like, hey, can I take photos at the, at the gig? And um, heard nothing. And then like a few weeks before the show, he came back and was like, hey, yeah, come, come along and take photos. Um, which was so cool because it was like one of my favorite artists at the time and my first gig and ended up getting this photo pass and like did it seem normal to you to just ask to do that um i think there was just nothing to lose and i think that was like a, a big thing right. to learn um that there's nothing to lose and that it's yeah it's actually um a lot of the time or some of the time at least it, it kind of works out which is cool um so yeah, ended up going and shooting the show, which I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never shot a show before and like everything was like fucking horribly underexposed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they actually turned out and um, sent them the photos and they ended up using like the photos as their cover photo and like a, for a lot of this stuff. Wow. It was really cool um, to see that, yeah, your work can be, I don't know, experienced by by people that you love and things like that, which is a, a very um, self-centered, egotistical way of taking it, I think. But um, yeah, it was that was really cool. I think that was like a very big uh, point for me that I realized that I could potentially do that for a career. And so when you moved to Wellington, was that like the intention was like, I'm going to do this shit? Or 
Um, no, it wasn't actually. I went to Welly and I studied design right. at Massey. And I should not have done that. I should not have done that. No. Um, oh, maybe. I think, yeah, there's always that butterfly effect thing. Like if you're happy with where you are now, yeah. then you can't change anything. But um, I think I was always like sort of darting around the like, oh, no, being a photographer is not like a valid thing to do. Or like something, or like I'm, you know, I think oh, like I've been fed this. Yeah, like or... a self-judgment of like being fed this <clears throat> lie by myself and honestly no one else of just being like, Oh no, I'm better than that, or like whatever, whatever the fuck that means. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, and so I did four years of this degree, and then like throughout that degree, shooting more shows, meeting wonderful, wonderful people that were very generous, um, including a musician called Solomon Crook, right? Who's now a very um, dear friend of mine, and we work together a lot. And we, so that's how I started doing music videos with him. Um, and then at the end of these four years of study and like 50 grand or whatever, I think I finally had this <clears throat> realization of like, oh no, this is, this is valid. Like I can actually do this. And yeah. Yeah. Which did is you, so stupid. Did you finish the design degree? Yeah. So oh, I have did, a degree. You did better than me. I did four years and dropped out. That's okay, man. I didn't even pick up my, um, my certificate. I didn't even go to graduation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how done with it I he was. was like, oh. Yeah, I know. Not That's good. Fair. Who was, so who was, in, who was playing, a lot in Wellington while you were there doing that. Oh man, so many people. Um, man, oh, that's such a big question to ask. I think the first show that I ever saw in Welly was um, Mermaidens. Oh wow! At San Fran. Cool. Which coming from Timaru and then like going to a Mermaidens show was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. And that was really exciting. Um, which is really funny. One of those full circle moments. Um, now working with Ezra and. And Gussie on things, which is Two cool. beautiful humans. Wonderful people <laughs> who have also been on the podcast. Yes, they have. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, just so many people. I th think it's all, It's that's the great thing about the um, the industry is it's, it's so incestuous. You know, yeah. like everyone pops up in different little um, circles and ways. Did you have any gigs in Timaru? Mm. Oh, yeah. I got, um, only after I moved to Wellington, actually, I, I went back to Timaru to shoot a gig. Um, which was, oh fuck, <laughs> I don't want to, oh man, I don't want to diss these people. No, um, it was, um, it was Devil Skin. Oh yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. that's the kind of band that will play Timaru. Yeah, it I, was. I saw, um. They you, never paid me for that fucking gig. Fucking Devil Skin. Devil Skin's manager, where's my money? Yeah, where's my money, bitch? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All my followers, good, no. Um. <laughs> I think the only cool, the only cool show I saw in Timaru, because obviously like we, <laughs> I had a really big influence on me, a guy named James Gibb who also went to Boys High and um, he, he was like from Auckland, but had moved to Timaru. Mm. So he had, had like this air of culture about him. Like he, he had seen that <laughs> the, outside exist, world. the outside world. <laughs> and like, he's a, he was a huge, like I wouldn't be where I was without him because he was like, <laughs> oh, here's like, music and other New Zealand music, like the Mint Chicks and here's yeah, like yeah, yeah, all this yeah. shit. And, and he was like, oh, and here's the NME magazine that you can buy at Whitcalls on like um, Stafford Street and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, These the, are such um, really obscure references for yeah, I love people it. not from Timur. We, well, the, Timur is a small town between Dunedin get, and Christchurch on the east coast of yeah. the South Island. <laughs> Dear Hallow 
Uh, <laughs> dear, dear Harko Meets Humans uh, listeners, uh, this is an introduction to Timaru. You will be hearing more about Timaru as this podcast goes on because Timaru, there's some sneaky Timaruvians around. I don't know, but like they've taken over Roundhead Studios. No. Because Patrick Hill and Stephen Ma. Are both, they both from Timaru? Both from Timaru. Get out. Yeah. So... You don't know it, but we're already in charge. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that It's fucking crazy, right? Um, <laughs> so, like, I saw Zed play at the sound shell. You saw Zed play at the Zed sound shell? Zed played the sound shell, bro. Yeah, I saw Zed play at the sound shell. You guys uh, should look up, um, for anyone listening to this, you should look up the Timaru, no, the Caroline Bay sound shell. Yeah. Just for, like, a mental image of how that uh, would have played out. That's really fucking It was, like, weird. one of my first gigs. It was one of my wow. first gigs. Um, I, but I, there was one really cool show that was um, a band called the Electric Confectioners who had just won Smoke Free Rock Quest. They came down and played. Um, and then at, at the, uh, um, the hall down on Caroline Bay. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the one with the one, for, fuck for you, listening. bro. Fuck, this is my podcast. You can get fucked. <laughs> And and it has that it has that bouncy floor. Yeah, it does. and we would have balls there, and uh, mm. or like our levers. I had dinner. raves there. Oh fucking yeah, boy! Yeah, a lot of shuffling was done there. <laughs> Saw deja voodoo there as well. Oh wow, that was amazing. Today, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that put us on the map. Really, it did. We've got more to offer than that. Okay, we've got penguins at Caroline Bay now. Absolutely. I mean, we were both just talking. We don't have all of our. Uh, your parents are leaving. Um, you know, my family's gone as well. We're, mm. we're not really going to go back. Not gone though. Like they've just moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, uh, when two cartoons used to tour, Timaru shout out was, two uh, cartoons. Shout out two cartoons. Um, we Timaru's actually a really strategic place when you're playing the South Island. You're playing Christchurch and Dunedin. And you don't want to do the five hour drive because mm. you usually play those two shows over um, one weekend especially if you're coming from the North Island. But we were always fucking on it because we would play either Christchurch or Dunedin and then just do a two-hour drive, yeah. stay in Timaru, and then just do another two-hour drive whenever we wanted. And then we started actually playing shows at my mum's house in Timaru. That's cool. So on our posters, it would say like Christchurch, Darkroom, um, Dunedin, like uh, the cook or whatever. And then it would have um, Timaru Mothers. Yeah, right. That's nice. I started getting emails from people being like, hey, have you got contact details for mothers? Because we really want to book a show in Timaru. And brilliant. I had to be like, it's actually just my mom's house. And um, we don't actually... You really should have gone longer today. <laughs> Maybe mom's like, some extra cash. Mom, yeah. you're a promoter now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy, man. Like, How hard can it be? I do think like, it is, it is a different perspective being a rural arts kid in a way mm. in New Zealand. Because... There isn't, I didn't, it's nice that you actually had to hear that you had like a bit of a, there was a bit of support for the photography side. My stepdad was actually a photographer, Tim, his name was Craig Perkins. Mm. Um, and he taught it at Ron Carly. So I always knew there's a little bit of stuff there. But for me personally, like in the, in the music side of it, I just, it would seemed like a fantasy. Like I didn't, it was just, I had to claw to even find any relevant music at the time. And it's. Yeah. And I don't think it was ever, um, presented as a as a viable career opportunity because you know none of the behind the scenes roles or support roles mm. were ever explained and it was like I think the music industry to my teachers and in, in Timaru was like you're either a musician or you know you can't fucking make money being a musician no 
that's not me saying that. That's um, my teacher's. That's Miss Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout exactly. out Miss Taylor. Yeah, man. <laughs> Music teachers also, I think, um, the majority of them, I think, carry this bitterness of like maybe, you know, not making it and then like having there's, to be like a Tamaru Boys High music teacher. There's definitely like, a percentage of them. Yeah. Like there's, you, I think you either get a really good music teacher <clears> or you get a not good one. There's kind of like two schools. There's no really in-betweens. And if know. you get a great one, then yeah, it's amazing. Like my friend um, Dan from Racing is mm. like teaching music at um, Western Springs. Like if you go to a place like Western Springs in Auckland, like that's gonna you're gonna have a great artsy education, and that's the thing. That's and that's I guess what we're trying to get at is like there isn't is is anyone asking the question if there's actually and what's our representation and who's in our like structures of arts um, and how and where they've come from in a sense yeah. of like are, are, is there anything we could do about being so cosmopolitan in our views? Because I I just know like. There's no way, whenever you go, um, I don't know if you saw last year, but there was a lot of, the, one of the really great things they did in COVID was um, had a lot of panels, arts panels for a lot of the structures we have in New Zealand um, did online like hooies. Mm. So people could, they could talk about things um, like festival bookings and like all this stuff and people could tune in and a lot of people did and a lot of people learned. And I heard a lot of comments about, uh, a lot of the questions that were asked in that were all just like such basic bitch questions. Like, how do I get, uh, how do I get on radio? <laughs> and, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit because there was this real sense of like making fun of people being dumb and how do they not know that? Sure. That's like, Oh, but you know, it's, it's, how do they not like everyone knows that? Yeah. And I but was they, a little bit like, yeah. I, you, they don't though. Yeah, completely. Like, even being, when Two Cartoons was in Dunedin, we had like really good managers who knew what they were doing and like it's still based in Dunedin, but they had to fly up to Auckland to do everything. They had, every, every conduit was through Auckland and we, we were secondhand mm. from that knowledge. So even we, it was like even yeah. slower for us to learn it. We weren't involved in it. Yeah. I think we really underestimate that impact. Does anyone know? Do you think? Yeah, lots of people know. I think up here, you because everyone knows someone who works or interns at yeah. New Zealand On Air or um, the New Zealand Music Commission and stuff like yeah. that, which is amazing. Exactly why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, and like I don't bemoan that. That's a great benefit. But like, uh, it, it the it's just the fact the question isn't really asked. Mm. Like, are we really communicating? Could could someone who is an excellent songwriter who lives in Geraldine? Aldous Harding, shout out Aldous Harding. Aldous Harding from Geraldine. Yeah. I is. did not know that. Yeah. Right. But someone needs like a, a South Canterbury podcast where we just get <laughs> South Canterbury on. But that's, that's like, um, yeah, I, I often feel really sad. I think everyone feels sad about like all the music that they're not hearing, right? But like even within New Zealand, I feel really frustrated by that. Like how much are we not hearing from, say, Geraldine or, or Timur? Yeah. You know? Hmm. Um, changing tack a little bit because uh, for me I make music so it's like it's the sausage to me so when I hear music I'm like I know what's in I'm listening to what's in the sausage can't turn that off you know what I mean <laughs> it's in the sausage <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the sausage but I have no idea when I get, when I get to watch hmm. things I have no idea how they're made 
I have no technical thing. So I, I, I just get to enjoy them. And I think that's why I like it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, but, I, so I, but I naturally have questions about the whole process and shit. And I just kind of wanted to know from like you, do you, when you think, when you're listening to the song and you're like coming up with what you want to see, do you like see yourself as like an extension of the narrative or is it a bit more separated than that? Like are you just kind of, I know I can apply whatever visual idea I have to this. No, it's definitely um, the first thing. Like, an, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm hearing, I'm getting ideas. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think um, I think it would be lazy if you could say that you could um, cookie cutter. Yeah, like yeah. apply any um, you know any sort of pre-made sausage mix <laughs> to this particular sausage yeah. uh, variety. Um, that's a really bad analogy. No, I'm like just. It. I, it's I'm sorry. Me hungry. I was. <laughs> yeah. I like. I was listening to the question, but also thinking about just your sausage. <laughs> comments was really I've never heard like music is the sausage for me it was yeah, just so good anyway um, yeah I think for me it's definitely like um, an extension of the narrative and, and or, or extension of the, the vibe perhaps right. um, and yeah I think I, I, can't, I can't think of a project that I've gone into with, a, with an idea that wasn't completely tailored to that song and so does that fire up when you listen to just music you enjoy that you're not even working for? Like, do you have... Yeah, you totally. Know. I think, but also I think that happens for so many people. I think, um, you know, not even like touching on like the sort of like synesthetic people yeah. out there, but like heaps of musicians that I know are, are so such visual people, you know, and often um, songs will come from watching films or seeing paintings or whatever um yeah but it's it's always firing i'm always making sausages <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how we use yeah. that analogy yeah i like it um the other thing i want to ask is like i whenever i've done music videos right mm. I, I i am not a good actor sure and i am uncomfortable i can be comfortable for like 10 second bursts yeah i can turn my brain off um, is is it like how do you how do you do? Do you have to think about that when you're approaching like music videos? How do you deal with that? Because musicians are kind of just good at writing songs most of the time. Yeah. I feel. Um, is is there a, is there a way that you work to try and like help them get comfortable? Like, how do you approach that? I think that's like a main role of a of a music video director is is working with the musician in that way yeah. to sort of formulate some performance or something if it if it's that sort of video. I think luckily. Um, you know, if you're not like a manufactured, like robot artist, you write music yes. that yeah, yeah, yeah. is is um, true to you and true to the person that you are. So I'm able to get a sense of how that person is going to act in front of a camera through listening to that music. For instance, Sophie, Lavina, um, you know, there wasn't any sense that we would try and... Uh, get her to do some fabricated performance. Like mm. that. that is exactly, uh, that Misconceptions video is exactly who she is. She's a dancer, you know, um, and yeah, so we choreographed it and just had her looking down camera and singing in a sort of like, um, I don't know what the word is, um, melancholy sort of deadpan way. Mm. I, I think that maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just feels real to her. Yeah, it did feel really authentic. Mm. So I think it's yeah, I think it's less about trying to work something out of a person, and more about yeah, just 
letting them be them. For me, at least. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like everyone works in different ways and there'll be directors out there that really want to have a specific vision um, for you know the way that they want a certain artist to perform. Um, but yeah, for me, I like... I like the artist being the artist. I yeah. Think. Uh, do you have, is there like personal favorite artists that you have? Is there like a, is there an Oscar keys list of like, I really want to fucking make a video for this person? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if I should say it though. Cause then it like, well, they might be listening and then that would be real weird and it'd be like, oh. <laughs> and then maybe I'll jinx it. Um, there's people that we're like, that I'm working with, I say we, like the team that I work with are, are um, Working with this year, um, which is really exciting for me, um, I don't, I don't think I can say. But um, yeah, apart from that, Marlon Williams love to make a video with Marlon Williams. I think he's amazing. He's got such a force of personality as well. Yeah, he, he really does. But also at the same time, they say that in the same breath, um, Marlon has a, a wonderful team of people that um, do the visuals for him, right. at least for the past album. Um, yeah, Martin Sagadin, they are an amazing director based in Christchurch. Um, also does a lot of Aldous Harding's videos, like uh, Zoo Eyes and The Barrel. I think everyone must have seen that, yeah. that video by now. But yeah, Marlon's a big one. He's a, yeah, he's a beautiful human. I remember, because I, I was a big fan of, um, was, I am a big fan of Delaney Davidson. Mm, yeah. Um, and, when two cartoons was in, still in Dunedin, we played a Dunedin. Is it Fringe or like Arts Fest? It's one of those. Sure, two. yeah, Fringe or something. Right? And for some reason, we were like, there was like a gig series down by the train station. It would be like two acts, and we were paired up as the openers for Delaney Davidson. Um, and it turned out like a very young Marlon Williams was cool. like uh, kind of the first time I'd seen him or heard of him. And it was for me, those guys are like. And some of my like the artists I most respect are this, which is a genre I don't personally listen to that I listen to and I like that. Mm. I don't listen to anything else like that, but I like this. Like, yeah. For me, that's Marlon Williams and Dwayne yeah. Davidson. Yeah, that's a wonderful way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Like I found something, like, they're, they're the ones I can fall in love with, with what um, they're working with. Yeah, that's so funny, eh? I, it, it's so interesting when you find an artist like that but, and then you're like, oh, I really want to hear something else like that but you just don't gel with, with sort of no, cause anything I think that we, you're getting fed. I think we all have our like home base of taste. There's like, yeah. there, there's, like I could listen to any abrasive like guitar-y, post-punky um, song by anyone and I'd be like, yeah, I like this. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just like I, li- I like it, it's fine. Um, that's my home base. Yeah. And... and um, but it's, it's uh, yeah, I think that was one of the first times maybe that opened me up to that idea of like, oh, just because I don't um, naturally enjoy this thing, there are, there are going to be artists who are just so excellent at what they do yeah. that it's going to break through that personal taste. Yeah, totally. Excellent or maybe like they're sort of subtly shifting it in a way that is just like just There's okay enough for you. something that speaks to me, man. Like electronic for me, like really love... R.L. Grime and, right. and Montel, right? Sick. Like very similar sort of sounds. I yeah, guess yeah, they're yeah. on the same label as well. Um, but I can't really listen to anything else in that category and and really like, I don't know, get down to it. Or, or, What's or your it. home base for music? Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's like um, Bonavere's like 
probably my favorite artist. Sony put time. out classic albums. Yeah. Like I'll argue with anyone. They're all. Yeah. I, I love the new stuff the most. I think like 22 a million, one of the best albums I've listened to, I think in a long time. Amazing. Um, so yeah, that, that sort of like folky indie, um, but then also rock daffodils is one of my favorite New Zealand bands. Love those guys. Um, and then, yeah, old shit, Paul Simon, like, yeah, just uh, that sort of, you, you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jose Gonzalez? Yeah, Jose Gonzalez was definitely like um, a very like teenage era thing yes. of mine, you know? Yeah. Um, but I like to think I've moved past that a little bit. <laughs> Not past it, I don't know, just um, around it. Have you section. seen um, the, uh, what's that, uh, the Walter Smitty? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it if I know what you're talking about. The Ben Stiller one? Yeah, I oh, haven't seen so it. Good. Everyone says that. I just, I don't know. <laughs> and Jose did the music directorship and it's so... Is it really cool? It's really cool. I actually listened to the soundtrack of that. I've watched the movie twice, but that soundtrack is so good. Have you have you listened or have you seen Her by Spike Jones? No. Is that the one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, with it? Joaquin Phoenix and he plays um, a man who falls in love with a computer, with an AI Really heartbreakingly sad um, and beautiful. Spike Jones is amazing, but um, Arcade Fire did a lot of the uh, soundtrack for that. It's just these beautiful sparse Such piano pieces. Arcade Fire, yeah. yeah you should yeah. definitely watch her. Okay, cool. Have you seen Spike Jones's stuff before? Like no. um, another one. Sorry, now we're just talking about movies. Well, this the, is always the chat. No, no, no. I, I love it. The, the thing that you're going to hate hearing, though, is that like um, I'm a real um, basic bitch when it comes to movies. I don't hate hearing that. I think that's fine. My favorite movie is Independence Day. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting. Because it's, because <laughs> things just go boom and Will Smith yeah. just does one-liners for like a whole five-minute period and I just my bits. like that? I like it. I, 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 I appreciate craft and art in films, but I just... I, for some reason, I just can't attach to it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think I, I don't believe in like being, even though I am myself. No, so this is such like a everyone. Anyone that's my friend will be like, "Oh fuck you, Oscar. That's such bullshit." But like, I don't believe in in um, being like snooty or pompous about like films and not movies and you okay, know yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, watching Independence Day is just as valid as watching, like, you know, There Will Be Blood or something. What was it? Someone was saying, like, oh, the Marvel movies aren't movies. Some, like, famous director said that. Yeah. Like Scorsese fuck. or something. Yeah, I think like- it was Scorsese, actually. <laughs> I think, um, you know, a lot of people increasingly probably watch watch movies that they feel comfortable watching. I think, um, you know, people... Uh, are really anxious, you know? And I think, myself included, I think sometimes people just want to watch something that they know what's going to happen. And if that thing that they feel comfortable with is like exploding shit and like Will Smith just being a badass, then that's cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's my movie taste? Hmm. I like a lot of crime stuff or like mystery, suspense shit where you kind of have to try and figure it out. But it's pointless trying to figure it out because they haven't given you enough clues yet yeah right have you seen arrival i watched that for the first time recently true it's quite good eh? i really liked it because i'm quite well i like quite i'm quite pretentious <laughs> <laughs> so i really liked the whole like discussion on like language and like <laughs> and like communication and what does it mean and shit like that yeah i can get down on that yeah, I just, <laughs> it's way cooler than what I was going to say that I like about it. What did you like about I, it? I just like the twists. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but, oh, it's fine. I'm not going to spoil it. There's a big twist. Also, um, 
wonderful friends of mine, also New Zealanders, sort of in the music film industry, um, Dave and um, Shell Whitehead, mm. um, did the sound design for that film. Really? Yeah. So all the aliens that make those crazy, amazing yeah, sounds, Wellington-based people. Um, the one thing that... Before we before we wrap up, the, we, we kind of touched on it, but I didn't. Oh man, are we I didn't bring it. I know, but like we have return guests, Oscar. It's going to be fun. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, New Zealand on Air mm. funds New Zealand on Air music mm. and film, right? Like it does like uh, film stuff. Do you think that we sh- there, there should be more of a push to connect musicians and 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 visual artists in New Zealand? Yeah, I think there definitely is um, sort of a disconnect between that at the moment. Um, I think, like, it benefits both parties. For me, uh, my work is completely reliant on on musicians mm. um, knowing about me or, or liking what I do. I, I I can't remember the last time that I've made work for myself, you know. But as we were talking about earlier, I think it's the same for for musicians as well. Um, Delegate that job, your lives will be a lot easier for you. Yeah, you don't. Musicians uh, uh, tend, uh, not all of them, obviously. I think some people can do it by themselves, but not many. We have a view of like, I can do this one thing so I can do all these other things. Yeah. Um, I definitely used to have that. I I fucked a lot of two cartoon stuff up (laughs) by being like, I know exactly how I want it to look and how all these things and and like the, I really didn't. Mm. I just had this dumb idea that. that But like in your head, you might. But I, but but what's uh, no? I think I had the confidence that I knew without sure. any ideas. Yeah, sure, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then we'd sit down and be like, "Cool, what's the idea?" And I'm like, "Oh, I yeah. don't fucking know." It took me until now to be like, with the Harco stuff, to be like, "You know, let someone else mm. do this." Yeah, completely. But even if you did have an idea as well, like, I have ideas of how I want things in my head to sound, mm. but I'm too fucking stupid to actually be able to translate that. And yeah. well, not stupid, but just, I mean. Yeah, no, I am. But like for other people, <laughs> it's not that you're stupid, but other people <laughs> can do it probably um, in a more efficient way. Yeah. So yeah, find a team, build your team. I think that's a big thing. Um, it's been a big thing for me. So I know we're trying to wrap up. No, Man, no, could, no, no, we can't. Honestly, on. this is so great. I could talk for days. This has been such a lovely experience. Thank <laughs> you so much, Isaac. Sweet. It's really cool. I've done one great. podcast before. It was terrible because it was like the day before we went into level four lockdown and so i oh, just had this like, like thousand yards deer the whole time and it was like what why are you asking me so, yeah, yeah anyway yeah. so this has been way better um shout out covid yeah shout out oh. <laughs> anyway um yeah building a team i think that's such a massive thing for everyone I've, I've been having wonderful discussions with musicians around that i think as soon as you realize um that and it doesn't have to be like a big professional like build your team and sign a manager or whatever the fuck but like yeah, just build a team of friends, I think, is how I've done it. And it's, yeah, it's the best thing ever. I, I totally agree with yeah. that. Like, I think that is, like, art, I think, is now multimedia. Mm. And it's not done by individuals, really. It's done by multimedia teams. Mm. I don't know if you know Kenny Beats. Yeah. <laughs> you, but, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck? Are we like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was yeah. such a pretentious thing. No, no, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you know Barack Obama, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like, who doesn't know Kenny Beats? <laughs> Sorry, maybe you'd be, that was with it. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You'd be surprised. But yes, if you don't know Kenny Beats, go listen to Kenny Beats. Everyone who listens to this podcast probably does. Um, but he he's like he's the music guy, and 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 he's like I don't really have a manager. I have like my my I have a areas. I think his name's Areas. Um, right. But he has a video content guy. His team is him, a video content guy, and then like a couple of other people mm. and. They think about everything they're doing as the project, not as like we have music and now let's build stuff around it. Yeah, and he is just on the forefront of everything. Like that's allowed him to build that Twitch channel and do those streams. Yeah, and build essentially like a an entertainment channel out of himself that is still focused on the music because he is part of the team. Mm. But he does he's the music doesn't suffer because it's all built in tandem. And I think that that is. Uh, and Brockhampton's another good one. Well, that does that. you mentioned Brockhampton as well. I was about to say them, um, but also locally here. Um, do you know the guys from Garbage Records? Yeah, um, been trying to get Jack. Jack Perry's almost been on this couch a few times, but we'll get. Yeah, there. I mean, well, Damon is like just such a wonderful, um, brilliant, creative guy, and I think um, the thing that they've constructed is exactly that. It's um, they're Dunedin-based for anyone that doesn't know. A selection of wonderful artists: Wax mm. Mustang, Nick and Rubin, Jack Berry, Kevin and Love. Shout out, Kevin and Love. Yep, exactly, um, and many more that I'm and that I'm missing. Sorry, guys, um, but yeah, the, I think th- they've viewed it as totally um, this all-encompassing art form as you're talking about, and I think they've done it amazingly. Riley Co, um, definitely get him on. He's their video creator yeah. extraordinaire. <laughs> Does amazing things. But I think like it's partly yeah, and they're all young guys, yep. you know, and I think they're the ones, it's the young people who have grown up maybe in a multimedia, with a multimedia mindset of like, not not in a sense of like, I'm thinking about it separately, but that it is all one thing to yeah. them because our world started to like mash them all into one. Completely. So that you've just grown up like, oh, it is, that's all the same thing. Right? The music and the video and the social media, and all, it's mm. all just one thing. Totally. And I think that that is such a, a streamlined winning approach to art that is way more free. It's, way, it's, it's being creative with how you create. Well, on that point as well, and speaking of garbage records, I think um, it's also important to note that like it doesn't have to be um, – the, the things that you create don't have to be this, this sort of um, bullet-pointed like music video, album art, song, you know, in terms no. of like – how you do things is having a wonderful discussion with Ruben from Nick and Ruben um, about his solo project, Coop, which is really cool music. Um, and he wants to do a whole range of things, including like this zine and like a you know visual book and shit. And it's like that there are no boundaries on, on you know, what is relevant to that project anymore, I don't think. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to see a lot more people, again, me starting this the grand things is like i want to try and publicly push out there the idea that i want to i want to see more i want to see the expectations i want to see more people trying to do what garbage do their own version of garbage i think records. we can do a lot better i think you know myself i think um yeah i think we can be a lot more creative in the things that we're actually making not in terms of like a, a music video concept but actually just completely disregarding the ideas of music videos completely i think that's the support yeah 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 um, it's time for plugs. Mm. Do you have like any, wow. any, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to pretend to be like a professional standard professional at some point. 
So how does this work? Um, do you have anything to plug? Oh shit! Like oh, I thought <laughs> I was gonna plug other people. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were like shout outs. This is the shout outs uh, well, section. And, uh, maybe. Well, that's actually a good idea. Okay. Well, let's do. Um, we'll call it plugs and flowers. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's from from Dead. I'm sure he said it to you. <laughs> I'm just yeah, he hasn't, but sorry, Dad. I'm, I'm stealing your shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you have any like plugs for yourself, like things that are coming out um, mm. or things that have come out recently, like obviously go check out Misconceptions by Lavina. Oh. Um, but any shout outs as well? Well, um, we have just finished shooting. Did I mention this? Maybe off mic. Fuck. You, anyway, I think, you, if you're going to say Church and AP, yeah, you, church did, and you did oh, mention yeah. it. Yeah. So we got this Church and AP thing coming out soon. It's a fun little short film music video cool. um, about their album that has recently been released. And um, yeah, it's probably the biggest project that I've ever done. So shout out or oh, flowers to those guys really for having me on board. Yeah. Um, they put a lot of trust in my hands. So yeah, that's coming out soon. Go check that out when it's out. Um, and yeah, I, I have no more shout outs from, or no more plugs for myself. Just a lot of flowers for everyone really. Thank you for... Yeah, working with me, honestly. It's so fun. I love my job. It's just so ridiculous. Every day I wake up, it's like, oh, this, yeah, this shouldn't be, yeah, this shouldn't be real. Yeah. You know. That's such really a beautiful cool. place to find yourself in. Yeah, I feel very lucky. I think I'm extremely um, fortunate and, yeah, long may it continue. I think it will continue long. Hmm. The sausage yeah. tastes great. I was going to try and fucking... <laughs> yeah, fuck you, bro. That's full circle. Um, for once, I have plugs as well. I have, my, I have new songs out on streaming. Oh, yeah. Um, by the time this comes out, they will be online. So go listen to them. If you actually like them, go to my band camp and download them for free. Give me your email. Come say hi. Give me a message. Um, more to come soon. Yes. And... Um Sorry, I, I, I've, I'm looking at my phone because I um, I took a note. I wanted to look up. I wanted to mention this. I don't know why. I was hoping that it would flow into conversation. Well, we're here now. Uh, but it hasn't. So I'm just going to say the fact. Yeah, what's um, the fact? Do you know that Jason Mraz lives on an avocado <laughs> farm and is the provider of avocados for Chipotle? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah. How did you find that out? Uh, the internet. <laughs> I was worried about this podcast and I thought... Um, Maybe I wouldn't have things to talk about. So I made sure to study facts. <laughs> I was looking up, I typed in music facts and that's what came up, which is hardly really a music fact, but I like it. It's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about Jason Mraz in a minute. And it's cool to know that he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'd know, if I'd known that this was the plan, I would have just sat here in silence yeah. until you pulled your phone out well, to break it. <laughs> also, <laughs> Jason Mraz yeah. fact. I know. Isn't that great? Have you got more on there? Um, that's the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got facts about you, but that's because I was researching you. What facts have you got about me? Well, you had an injury when you were 12 and you couldn't play soccer for a year. Oh, yeah. So you were learning guitar. <laughs> yeah. I'll but I also knew about you before this. I just wanted to um, – it was fine. I didn't know that you were from Timaru for some reason. But um, also, I'd just like to mention on, on Jason Mraz. Yes. Um, seem, like since we haven't thought about Jason Mraz for a minute, I thought I'd bring up the game that mm. I've been playing lately. I think I stole it from Hamish and Andy's podcast. But um, shout out Hamish and Andy. Yeah, shout out Hamish and Andy. <laughs> from across the ditch. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been playing a game – 
called Tell Me Someone That I Haven't Thought About in a, in a Year. Oh. And so you have to think of someone that I haven't thought about in, in over a year. Um, okay. Uh, it's harder than it seems. Um, like Jason Mraz was probably a good one. Yeah, it's a pretty good about. one. But uh, also I have to know the person. So it's like it's, you have to like, you know, it's a tightrope. Yeah, that's, it's a real sausage. It's a real sausage. Mm. It's a bratwurst. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I, for some reason, my brain went to Madonna. I've definitely thought about Madonna. Yeah, but man. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about Bad Baby? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, I was... Oh, no. We, you need to practice this game. For yeah, no. I'm, hey, you. you just fucking dropped me in this. I know. <laughs> that was really unfair. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think you. of one for you. Yeah, fuck you, bro. <laughs> what about the Mad Butcher? Yeah, yeah, I can I can think because I used to I I used to live in Mount Wellington, so like right. the, the Mad Butchery was like around there. So I like I quite often I've been getting into meat in a big way recently. <laughs> this is why I've been bringing up sausages. <laughs> yeah, that's why this. Like, yeah, I think been so. Getting into meat I've in a big way. Yeah. It's a very contentious time to get or like contentious thing to get into it. This what can time. I say? I'm a Charlotte and Oscar. Yeah. It's just how I roll. <laughs> Um, okay, I think we have to yeah, give yeah, you sorry. back. <laughs> a return guest in the making. Um, Oscar, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My parking's probably run out, but that's all good. Yeah, that's fine. We actually had parks here. It was in oh. the information email, but yeah. you clearly didn't read it. I didn't read it. <laughs> you get what you get then, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. This was so much fun. No problem.